today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's bring in Michael Tobe, Troy Media syndicated columnist and contributor to the Washington Times. He is with us now. Uh, Michael, thank you for taking your uh, taking uh, the time to do this. We we appreciate this. My pleasure. Um, is the term fake news being overused? And when it is, are those are those people that use it just as bad as the ones that are creating the fake news? <laughs> it seems it's become its own ugly phenomenon. Yeah, in many ways it has. Yeah, I, I do. Look, it certainly exists. No one's going to question that. And obviously there has been a proliferation of fake news in the past few years. I do think that the term is overused quite a lot, but the problem is that you just have a lot of things, especially on the internet, as you were discussing with your previous guest, that just exist. And there are a lot of professionally done websites today that produce quote-unquote fake news information that looks real. You read through it, and if you're not necessarily as attuned to the topic as, say, you and I are, you'll read through it, you'll read, say, let's make a point, and this is a hypothetic, so don't have anybody come back to me and comment that I said this was the truth, it's not, saying that Kathleen Wynne had made some terrible comment about bicycles, and because of that she was going to ban bicycles from all Ontario roads. If it's written professionally and done professionally with stats and fake quotes and various other things, and you don't know any better, at first glance it would look like a real thing, even though obviously it's not. And that would obviously capture certain people's information and attention, and it would just get passed on and on, because as we do on the social media, we share information. And sadly, we also share information that is incorrect. So I think that a program like Newswise, which is being promoted by Google Canada, and they're going to put a half million dollars into it, to at least start to teach students and hopefully others about what to look for in a news article and in information and just in a story in general, I think that will at least, if nothing else, put us on the right road to understand what is fake news and really what is real news. Because it's actually not as difficult <clears throat> as some people may think to differentiate the two. It's just that we, read, we don't read things as closely as we used to. We scan through things a lot. Buzz clips are more powerful today than some of the great speeches, say, in the, during the Abraham Lincoln, Stephen Douglas debates, for example. And for that reason, we're just... We're synthesizing little bits of information when we should be learning more about the whole story. And I recognize, obviously, that time is a premium for many people. But if you really want to be properly informed, you have to try to at least not necessarily eradicate fake news, because I think that will always exist no matter what we do, but to try to temper it or defeat it as best we can. You talked about overusing the term or referring to it. Are politicians guilty of, fu- of fueling this phenomenon? And, and again, I don't mean to make this political, but I get these all the time, press releases from the Liberal Caucus that say mm-hmm. facts still matter in Ontario. This is a campaign for them where they're saying facts still matter and then going after other parties and enlisting what they said and then no correcting them, which, of course, is their opinion. Sure. It, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that either one's facts or correct or incorrect, but again, they're assuming that it's fake news. They're assuming that those facts aren't correct. Right. Are, are politicians as guilty for fueling this phenomenon as the Internet? You know what? I'm not going to point fingers. I think we're all guilty in our own way, Scott. Even though it is a real term, and it obviously is used by a lot of different people, and even though it was U.S. President Donald Trump who really sort of pushed it on quite a bit, and it sort of, you know, becomes something of itself. It's created, it's become its own phenomenon, so to speak. 
Um, at the same time, yes, politicians are using it, but the average person on the street is saying it too. And the more often we use that lexicon, and the more often we describe it as fake news, the more popular it becomes the fact that adults and children now use it as widely as anyone else. So should politicians of any political stripe be blamed for using it? No, it's really the problem that there's a huge overuse of it. So instead of actually trying to correct the record or solve facts or produce information that would be quote-unquote real news, as I called it, they like to point fingers and basically say, well, this is fake news, that is fake news, and everything is fake news that disagrees with our position. Exactly. And in certain cases, it's true. Sometimes the things that are presented as quote-unquote news by the opposition parties are not accurate. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.